Welcome to Dr. Eric's Relentless Vitality Podcast. Our focus is on optimizing physical and mental vitality, maximizing performance, and extending lifespan. Dr. Eric is a licensed physician with a wealth of expertise in age management and preventive medicine, whose goal is enabling his patients to stay young, feel their best, and enjoy a higher quality of life. What's happening? <laughs> I have a filter on because um, my spray tan was extremely dark. Uh, I was going to say, so, you, look, you look golden. Yeah, I look like I just got out of the makeup chair with like a, a shit ton of bronzer, so oh, whatever. Tough. I'm going to own it. I'm going to own it. You and that fake tan. Dude, you you have like a natural tan. I don't get it. You're a doctor. You're supposed to not like, you know, be allowed outside. I know. That's what they say, right? <laughs> Sun is so good for you. It's not bad, right? I mean, in doses. Are you getting, they're getting much sun up there right now or have you been? Yeah, it's been gorgeous. I've had the roof off the Jeep. Nice. We've been doing it. I mean, now it's what we call ball, ball butthole, butthole sunbathing, right? Where you lie, lie back, spread the legs. That's how you get the best vitamin D for men, right? That's what they call it, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Hey, Sam Miller is in the house. You know that What's kid. What's up, Sam? Right? He's all right. Right. He turned me on to this serial Instagram page today. Now I can't get off of it. Thank you, Sam. Cereal? Cereal, you know, like mm -hmm. the traditional breakfast food in America? Yeah, yeah. Cashy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so we will get started because I know people watch these as they get uploaded. So um, Welcome to Testosterone Tuesday. I am Allie G alongside Dr. Eric. Hello, hello. Uh, oh, Doc Mark Smith is in the house. How about them apples? He loves when I talk about dicks. So anyway, uh, tonight we're actually not talking about dicks. So for once, we're going to, due to multiple requests, we're going to be talking about women and testosterone and what, what the relationship is because it's almost like women's health is so accepted when it comes to the female hormones like progesterone and estrogen. But when it comes to testosterone, it's still very mystified and taboo and just unknown. And you hear a lot of different comments from so many different doctors. And I know I personally have fired multiple OBGYNs because I get in arguments with them because um, they have no idea what they're talking about. And basically now my uh, gynecologist is a man and he and I just like to, you know, talk about hormone replacement stuff for like an hour or so. So there's very few people that understand female hormones. There's very few people that understand females. So that being said, um, I have a list of questions that we're basically going to cover as best we can in the time that we have. And it's going to be primarily Dr. Eric because... Oddly enough, being a female, I know way more about men's hormone replacement than I do about women. So, um, but I am entering week four on testosterone cream myself, and it, it hasn't done anything crazy yet. Um, and by crazy, meaning I just don't feel much different. I think my strength has actually gone up in the gym, which is fun, but I know it takes a long time, as you said, to kind of get going for women. Um, but I joke around saying, you know, I'm, I'm on my scrotal cream. And somebody asked if you could actually use scrotal cream for women. And then um, Charlie actually had asked, uh, does the cream know it's going on the scrotum? So 
Is there actually, are there differences in the scrotal cream aside from like the concentration than from the, the cream that I'm on? Um, yeah, there are. They're, they're, they actually make it so it's a non-alcohol base, so it doesn't um, burn like a, you know what? Ooh. Yeah. That would might, be bad. Might not like that too much. Mm. It's like icy hot on your uh, junk. Yeah. You could try because a lot of women actually uh, works well. Actually, if you apply it transvaginally, and it works pretty well, similar to um, estradiol. But um, again, you wouldn't want the alcohol base to form for that either. So, yeah. See, you learn stuff every day. Every day. So the main questions that we've gotten multiple times is, what is an optimal level of testosterone for women? similar to optimal for men because we know the range and women have a range just like men have a range but for a female who is active and lifts weights and you know is athletic what would be the optimal range that you would like to see as a clinician yeah well um, as my usual clinician answer is going to be it depends right it always varies from person to person because there is so much individual variation so uh, using men or women as an example, one guy at a level of 400 may feel freaking amazing, bouncing off the charts, his libido size, killing at the gym. Another guy at 400 may feel like total crap based on his genetic polymorphisms and all these other receptor sensitivity, all this other stuff. But same thing with women. But I, roughly with women, obviously much lower levels than men. So what I, the biggest thing I try to cue in on is the free testosterone level and shooting for at least three to four, you know, sometimes even higher, depending on how they respond. A lot of women that I see, they're in like one or 0 0.5 or lower. Um, and that's very, very common. So I know. Yeah. Why, why in women like is, is, um, well, it is in men too, but how come total testosterone is really obsolete in women totally where free test is way more important? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's good to follow as a trend because um, it does sometimes cue you in on some other things, especially when you're correlating that with like your, what's another protein called SHBG and different things, your liver function, things like that. Um, but um, it is more the, more the bioactive form. So um, it's, it's kind of like looking at someone's thyroid gland. You can look at their total thyroid or you can look at their free thyroid. That's the portion that's actually doing its thing, so to speak. Now it's a little bit, more more than that because there used to be thought that all the testosterone that's bound up by this carrier molecule called the shbg didn't do anything but we're finding out that it actually has an effect too so it's actually important but we still like to use that free t because that's the portion we can a little more accurate when they have actually done studies on this and correlating symptoms with levels it the free t lines up better with symptom improvement or not compared to the the, the total um so it just it just seems to line up better when, when they pers prospectively study these so that seems to be the better accurate, the better gauge, I guess. And it's easier, easier to follow, too. My, my Uncle John just joined, so I have to uh, behave myself, which means <laughs> just be myself. Hi, Uncle John. Um, so, you know, when, when you say that with symptoms for women, I know a lot of women were asking, are the symptoms similar to men? Now, I know less frequent morning wood is not going to be something that we have to deal with, but I know sex drive is a big one for women and testosterone is, is just completely correlated with that. Is that correct? Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's, they've actually studied this and I forget the full name. It's a hypoactive sexual just uh, et cetera disorder. I, I've, I've mm -hmm. got a brain fart, but yeah, a lot of they've studied this with women who have uh, orgasmic dysfunction or they're just what they call hypoactive uh, uh, sexual responsiveness, et cetera. Um, and they've studied this head to head and they've, they've were that in other words, they've taken a group of women, they've given it to them and, and, and followed their response to women who did not receive this with the same kind of symptom scores. And they've all, yeah, definitely market improvements. Um, 
uh, in their libido, um, sexual, uh, you know, fun, you know, function, orgasmic function and responsiveness and things of this nature too. So definitely can be very helpful for libido for women. That's one of the bigger. Um, yeah, I know that was one of the bigger <clears throat> correlations, but I know I have, um, like, like myself and some friends of mine have a pretty high sex drive but we have other symptoms. So now I get to actually contribute as to the symptoms and stuff correlated. So for me, I know I was pretty, like I was strong in the gym, but like I could be stronger. I could be retaining more muscle mass. Um, you know, I, I sweat at night like a banshee and that's actually not really related, but I want to make it related. And <laughs> um, I think, you know, overall just mood improvement are things that contribute to that, like, I don't know. I mean, you know, my raunchy behavior and personality, people think that I have like testosterone through the roof, which is great. You know, I'm glad you guys all think that. Um, but, you know, being a free tea of, uh, I think it was like one point nothing. Um, yeah. So what other symptoms do you think women can present with? Yeah, that's that's probably one of the big ones. But you're right. I think um, mood, I don't want to say like, yeah, definitely can affect with mood and motivation, similar to men and energy levels. And again, it's not like, you know, you're, you're uh you know chugging a couple red bulls or anything like that but a lot of my women like you want to work out and they're training they're kind of hitting that wall when they're and they they need to take it into the next year so it can definitely help with with um not only recovery but performance in the gym and just overall kind of general energy and positive mood because it has beneficial effects on the neurotransmitters in the brain so a lot of women who have kind of a you know they kind of get into that i don't want to say depression but that we call it dysthymia kind of a flat mood or they're anxious and all these things because the neurotransmitters in the brain as we age can get affected and testosterone has a beneficial effect on that not only directly but also by lowering inflammation throughout the body um, taking off that break of inflammation frees a lot of things up and can improve your health in many many ways so um yeah definitely mood motivation anxiety depression just overall moodiness in general can also help with pms symptoms so a lot of times with women um all my female patients I tell them that the first two to drop as you get older are progesterone and testosterone um, most women are fine on estrogen for a while, but when those two go down, watch out because, you know, things can get ugly. So, um, testosterone sometimes works as well as progesterone in helping with like PMS symptoms and those mid-cycle symptoms and the moodiness, uh, things of that nature. So yeah, definitely mood, motivation, and mind. The three M's are, are big with testosterone with women. Cause I know like there's a lot of women who have very low progesterone, especially if they're perimenopausal and progesterone will somewhat compete at the receptor sites for testosterone. Is that correct? Not as much. Um, not as much? No, not, it's usually not an issue. Um, estrogen and, and testosterone kind of go hand in hand. Um, so you have to watch for you know, things like thyroid interactions and things of that nature, because thyroid can affect your, yeah. your thyroid. So that's, that's another indication too. So. You have to watch all of them. You know, again, it's 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 more complicated because you got to look at your 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 blood sugar, your insulin levels, your cortisol levels, your thyroid. They all can interact with all of those progesterone testosterone. So they're all kind of connected in this little dance. So they they have to be balanced. Yeah, it, it is. It's a delicate like orchestra. And I will say, guys, you know, there's usually going to be you know people who are like, well, I have PCOS, which is overproduction of testosterone, there's going to be the relationship between birth control and how horrific birth control can be for women's production of testosterone. So we're just going to kind of just talk about um, the TRT portion of testosterone for women today, because we could go on and on and on because we're very complicated creatures. Um, 
some other uh, questions we had. So for pregnancy, if a woman had a baby or wants to have a baby, what would the role be for testosterone in there? And it froze. Alex? Oh, you there? I hear you. I can hear you. Yeah. I feel like playing the Jeopardy song. Can you hear me? Eric's Wi-Fi sucks because he's in the middle of the woods in Ohio. So. Yes. Allie. There we go. All right. Is that better? Can you hear me now? I'm, yes. I moved to a different Sorry, room. Sorry, guys. I moved to a different room. All right. Sorry about that. Like, I told them your Wi-Fi sucks because you live in the woods. So um, I forgot what I said, <laughs> but I think I mentioned that um, usually there'll be questions on birth control and PCOS and stuff like that, but we're primarily going to address hormone replacement therapy as testosterone relates into that wet. And one of the questions somebody had was, what happens for pregnancy? Before I have a baby, if I'm on testosterone, and after I have a baby, if somebody goes on testosterone. Gotcha. Yeah, that's a whole nother uh, level right there. I mean, with same with men, if they're going to be on testosterone therapy, it can definitely affect uh, fertility uh, issues for sure. So that's something you want to talk about with your doc or uh, your GYN, etc. But um, something we want to, you know, check level, you know, check your fertility, egg counts, things of this nature beforehand, or maybe even stop it several months beforehand, um, because it can definitely affect fertility. Um, that being said, if someone's pregnant, and, they, and they've had their baby, obviously, right afterwards, their hormone levels can be completely crazy, they can be up, they can be down, they can in that postpartum period, they can be all over the place, they typically recover. Uh, but depending on your, your overall age and health, they will recover and kind of get back to normal. Though some women can, uh, sometimes their progesterone just doesn't get back to where it needs to be. Same with the testosterone. So if they're having symptoms, we'll, we'll check those levels. And that's a simple fix. We could certainly put them on therapy if they need it. If they're just not recovering. So that's not a big deal. The, the more complicated one is if they're, you know, say wanting to get pregnant and they're on therapy or they want to start therapy that a little bit more entailed there, but very, all, all of which are doable. Well, that's good to know. Cause I, I know there's a lot of misinformation about that. Why are you pointing at me? I need to get married. I need to get married. Everybody calm down. You know, I like, we like dogs. <laughs> Let's <Yeah>. start there. <laughs> Let's get married. Uh, yeah. Like, can we please get married? We've only planned it about 14 times. So um, does age play a role in T levels like it does for men? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think 
like I mentioned earlier, progesterone testosterone, the first to drop. And of course, it depends on overall health, um, your exposure to toxins in the environment, what kind of foods you eat, if you're eating, you know, processed foods, tons of soy, and you know, not sleeping, you're stressing all these things that can raise inflammation in the body living a poor lifestyle, obviously, those levels can drop sooner. Uh, if you're health, you know, healthy and a rock star, like like Gala here, it may take longer to catch up with you. But um, but typically, yeah, over time, it's 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 going to drop in everyone. I'm really 29. <laughs> and a half. Uh, and a half, yeah. Um, and then could testosterone help somebody lose weight? It definitely can. It's not as pronounced effect as it is in men because we're dealing with much lower amounts and lower levels. Um, but it can definitely help for sure, um, especially if you, again, bundle that with proper nutrition, fitness, and other hormones or peptides and things of the nature, but it can definitely help with that for sure. So, you know, I know a lot of the, the side effects um, people are afraid of is growing facial hair, voice deepening, because, a lot, you know, a lot of people that will watch this have come from the fitness world where they've had exposure to the bodybuilding world, where obviously the, the side effects that are called virilization, where women take on masculine uh, traits, happens quite often at a very higher level of testosterone. But sometimes some women experience that more with injections, some experience it with other delivery methods. Um, can you can you kind of go over like what the optimal delivery method for women uh, methods are? Um, and then we'll kind of get into the nitty gritty of like, all right, how, how big is my clit gonna grow? Is my voice gonna deepen? Like all the things everybody wants to say, but they won't. Right, right, yeah, well said. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think it, it was in terms of dosing, it's pretty straightforward. I mean, most women will opt for either a cream or a simple injection similar to men, which can be done once or even twice a week. Um, the creams can be applied daily. They both work. It's more of a personal preference, um, but they both work very well. And it, the, the topicals are a little easier to titrate and make adjustments to, which is kind of nice. Um, there are pellets available too. Some women love the pellets, but it's a little harder to titrate uh, dosages and things like that on. So. Um, yeah, and the side effects, again, if you're, if you're again, not unlike, unlike the bodybuilding world that you're mentioning, it's, it, it's not as common. I think I've never, at least not yet, haven't seen anyone with, um, you know, growing a beard or a man's voice or anything like that. It, it, you know, if it affects the voice, that's something you obviously would stop the therapy and let it recover. But I've not, it, it can happen. It's happened for sure. Uh, I'd say the most common thing, though, is really some women, uh, especially if they're also on DHEA, can get oily skin or maybe some acne breakouts. Um, that's probably the most common thing that I see. Yeah, if you're using a topical cream, especially uh, transvaginal application, there can be some clitoral enlargement. Some women might like that to a point. Um, but yeah, men too. Something. <laughs> yeah, oh well, yeah, definitely men too. Something, uh, something to pay attention to and uh, and watch. You know. So, um, but um... <laughs> I couldn't resist. <laughs> I, you guys, I'm, br I'm bringing out like the perverted side in him, you know, because like, you know, all the, all the doctors that we know, they're just, you know, very conservative on that side. And, I don't, I don't you know, know what you're talking about. So exactly. Yeah. So we'll have to record so, like our off air conversations. <laughs> so yeah, I think, a lot, I think a lot of women, I think they, they, sometimes the misconceptions that I, I, those are some of the misconceptions that I hear. Um, but I also tell them, I said, you know, it's not just about, you know, improving your strength and endurance, which you can definitely do improving mood, but a lot of health benefits too. A lot of women don't realize that can improve, improve their bone density, uh, prevent osteoporosis, um, can definitely help lower visceral fat in the body, as we talked about, not just fat everywhere, but definitely in the internal side, which is the dangerous kind. 
Of course, we talked about sexual function. It can lower your risk of breast cancer, um, diabetes. And a lot of women don't realize this. It can actually help with skin. So helping with wrinkles and collagen and uh, skin too. A lot of women like to take care of their skin. So just saying, you know, especially those ones that tan a lot. Yeah, spray tans is where it's at, man. Because I'm getting a farmer tan now that I'm out, like, you know, <laughs> outside a lot. So I, I can't deal with that. Hi, Jason. I hope you're about 12 tequilas in hopping on here and you say something completely crass. That would be awesome. <laughs> J Jason is the CEO of this awesome CBD company called Half that nice. makes uh, capsules uh, with um, melatonin that are really good. That pair very well with your meta 3 p.m formula i yeah. might say that i feel like i i get shot with an elephant dart when i go to bed when i pair those two so it's nice. awesome i'll have to try it sometime for sure that sounds good um and then pam had hopped on pam we covered uh the symptoms of women if, if it's similar to men and primarily it's with sex drive and she's the one who asked because i could say it because she said it on the on the post um, if your sex drive is already high, does it give you super sex drive mm. when you go on testosterone? Not, not, not necessarily. Yeah. We'll find out with uh, Allie here, but um, now usually it, it can, it certainly could bump it a little bit, but uh, probably not great. Make, you're not going to become a super crazy woman. Yeah. So like, I don't feel the need to hump trees or anything. Um, when that time comes, I'm obviously very transparent with you guys and I'll let you go. Charlie hasn't beat, beaten me off yet, so, you know, when that time <laughs> happens. But, um, yeah, Pam, otherwise there are, like, similar um, symptom, symptoms such as, like, malaise and fatigue and all that stuff. So what would be considered low T is um, individual for everybody, but for, for you were saying women, it's more free T focused, yeah? Yes. Yeah. So, um, and she's laughing, so... Um, yeah, being low T and, and, you know, telling people that I'm on testosterone, it's either they're confused because they're not in this world whatsoever, or they're in the fitness world and they think that I'm on, um, you know, 100 milligram injections, which will give me all the side effects that we've been talking about. Um, so I'm trying to, you know, help educate, like the women are so scared of hormone replacement as it is yep. that you know, understanding testosterone is just crucial to wanting to be as vibrant as possible. It's like you have these three hormones that are the primary uh, hormones that women are handling when they go into menopause, especially. And if you're leaving one out, it just puts you all out of whack. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like um, like lifting weights with women, right? You got to get that misconception. Yes. That you're not going to get big and bulky if you put them on testosterone. You're not going to grow hair and a beard and become a man. It's just not going to happen. Um, you know, they're just not going to lift like men, as much as men and they're just not, their levels aren't going to be up as high. So you get all the benefits and you're not going to get those crazy, crazy weird side effects like your word. Those are kind of the misconceptions and we go on our, you know, kind of like our myth busting episodes. So, yeah. Yeah. And I haven't even seen like an increase um, on the scale. Like I fluctuate the same one, one to one and a half kilos like throughout the week. And then throughout my cycle, it could be up to two kilos. I haven't seen the scale go up to what I would consider like, oh, that's water retention from androgens. Is there more of that with the injections and less with the cream? Yeah, and definitely more with men too. I've, yeah, I've not seen that in women either. I, I get it occasionally in a male patient, but again, the, the, the amounts that we're giving are much higher than with women. And I think that's why um, I'm going to do a little PowerPoint on that in the near future on why that happens. And uh, But yeah, with women, I, I just don't see it. Not to say it can't happen, but I've just, I've not seen it. 
And for for men in scrotal cream, does the effect is it is it enhanced when women put it on the men? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just try to keep a straight face. I, I highly recommend that method. And then the the you know how it can be transferred when men put it on the scrotum. That's a twice a day application, right? Right, right. Um, do women have to worry about that with you know children, obviously, but with men? Yeah, yeah. It, the the transference can go both directions for sure. But it's not really as effective, like because the creams yeah. are so. Yeah, it's probably not going to be a major issue because the the concentration is much much lower. Um, so probably not going to be a major issue uh, for sure. I put mine on like first thing in the morning, and I'm so tired that like I you know click it, and then I'm like, oh, it's not deodorant, Allie. Put it where <laughs> the thinner skin is, like. But yeah. you know it. Hey, I, I'm excited because I honestly was rack pulling and squatting about five to ten pounds more than I had been in the last few weeks. Now. Yeah. That's awesome. N equals yeah. one. I don't know, but you know, we'll continue to obviously report back. So if anybody else has any questions, we would be happy to address those. Yeah. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Do you have anything to add? No, I think we covered it. I think the biggest ones are the benefits that women can see that it's, it's just as crucial uh, with women as it is the men. Um, I, hopefully that I laid any concerns about side effects and went over the health benefits, not just the feel good and performance benefits, which it can definitely have. So women, you know, if, if you need it, if you're having symptoms, you need to, we need to uh, look into that. Obviously we want to correct any under, uh, causes first and that might be causing it without having to actually replace it. But if we do that and you're still having it, you know, again, it's not just a, about, you know, libido and, and performance in the gym, which is very important, but it, there's a lot of health benefits too. So don't be afraid of it. No, it is just about libido and the gym, <laughs> yeah. especially right now. There is nothing else. That's true. Yep. <laughs> uh, Pam asked, are you feeling any different? So I was saying um, I haven't started feeling much of a difference yet because it takes, what, six to eight weeks for women to start? It, it and this is like week four in, a, in totality. So um, in essence, it's a little bit under four weeks. So what dosage she's asking, do you recommend? Yeah, most women I'll start off with like a 2% cream and we'll start off with like a, a, a quarter of a gram roughly. It's going to come out to about five milligrams or so, somewhere in that range. We'll go anywhere from two to five milligrams to start, sometimes lower, sometimes more. And, um, you know, and again, it kind of depends on where you're starting from. Like Allie started from a very great place. She, obviously, she's sleeping, her nutrition and fitness is on, on point. Um, so she's starting from here. So she may not feel much different, but it can certainly obviously will help with strength and body composition a little bit too. Now, if someone's starting off and they're not eating, they're not sleeping, they're, they're feeling, they're probably going to, they're in a crappy mood. They're probably going to notice that more, a lot more subjectively. So kind of depends on where you're starting at too. And same with men. You know, men can be the same way. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a big thing with us is getting people to understand the lifestyle implements of, uh, I can't even speak English tonight. It's only Tuesday. <laughs> Why? Anyway. <laughs> Uh, thank you guys for joining in. We really hope that you enjoyed this and we will let you know what we do on our next topic. We'll do another one. Thank you, everyone. Good night.